you are about to listen one of the most important pieces of marketing that is the conversion content and what is that this is the hidden story behind your marketing companies are um, adding a plg motion into mm. their go-to-market so a product-led growth motion this is carly that is very much eliminating a sales team's role and making sure that the user themselves can go onto the website, get all the information they need, and even sign up for a demo. Carly started in marketing before she even knew it was marketing. She later founded a niche blog that she grew over 12 years to a monthly readership of 120,000 people. She also partnered with big companies like L'Oreal, Martha Seaver Crafts, and Plaid. She has worked in B2B, B2C, and she's working since 2001, as I just mentioned you, and she's having tons and tons of experience. Now she is a founder and CEO of RevSpark. RevSpark is a consulting company, and she's helping other businesses to grow using marketing tactics, tools that she knows about. So all you're going to get is marketing in-depth knowledge in this episode. If you want to learn more about me, go to issuesing.com, I-S-H-U-S-I-N-G-H.com, issuesing.com, and learn more about me. If you want to learn more about the evolution of this podcast, go to startingtoknow.com. If you're a first-time listener listening to this podcast for the very first time, we have covered a really valuable information in the previous episodes as well. So after you're done listening to this episode, you can go back and listen to the previous episodes like why Facebook ad campaigns don't work, mindset, micro or macro habits, the $1 million process. There are so many valuable episodes that we did in the previous months or previous weeks please, please do listen to them. It's going to give you immense value. So now, without further ado, let's welcome Carly to the show. Hi, Carly. Welcome to the show. Hello, Ishu. It's wonderful to be here. Yeah, yeah. And my pleasure to have you here as well at the same time. What is that you do at RevSpark? Let's start from there. Yeah, absolutely. So I am the founder and CEO of RevSpark. We are a content agency specifically for B2B SaaS and B2B services companies. When you say content, is there any specific category or like it's all type of content? So it's actually pretty broad. Uh, when I tell people that we are a content agency, the first thing they think is usually marketing content. And I have to say that content is really every touch point that a buyer may take during that buying journey, uh, all the way from uh, sales outbound uh, email copywriting to marketing emails, marketing landing pages, uh, design and creation of user onboarding uh, scripts and flows and uh basically implementation, PDFs, use cases, customer testimonial videos, and mm -hmm. upgrade email sequences for your users. So everything that takes a person from completely cold to a user on this, on your system or of your services and to someone who is an activated user and actively recommending your products and services to other people. Mm -hmm. yeah. Which type of content would you consider as a conversion content in all the categories that you just mentioned? Yeah, yeah. So we typically define conversion content as something that takes the buyer to the next step. It nudges them to making a decision to uh, engage with your sales team, for instance, uh, or uh, signing up for a demo of your product. So we define conversion content as nudging people to take that next step rather than one piece of that entire life cycle. Social, it can be a combination of social media, email, or it can be a 
like specific email sequence as well? Could be a landing page on your website. It could be a, a product demo video that they saw on your website. It could be any piece of content that gets them to say, yes, this is the solution for me. And I am signing up, giving my email, subscribing, asking for a talk with the sales team, whatever it might be. This is how you would define conversion content, like someone saying yes after seeing the piece of content. Maybe it's a video, maybe it's an audio, maybe email. This is how you would define or are there any like other layers as well behind it? That's when so, it's going to be known as a conversion content. Yes, absolutely. Conversion content is what we define as it's something that gets the person to take an action. So conversion content is defined by an action. Any, any example, Carly, like any example that you would give, like any example, sign up would be considered yeah. as one type yeah. of conversion, sales. Sign up for a newsletter, uh, clicking the button on your website to talk to sales, uh, clicking the button to get a demo, uh, downloading a PDF. All of these are signs of conversion and all of the content that precedes that is the conversion content that we create on various channels. Mm -hmm. and Carly, like, how would you create high converting content? High is the keyword here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a great question uh, because a lot of companies that are are out there and um, our SEO agencies create a lot of content and that is very high level top of funnel content that is a little bit more generic and more definitional and informational about pain points that the user potential user might have. The problem is that though this drives a lot of traffic to your website, the traffic gets there and it may not necessarily convert because the intent is lost once they get to the website. So what we do is we help companies capture all of that traffic that's coming to their website and then actually converting them, taking them to the next step by uh, blog posts, landing pages, videos, things that grab the, the visitor at the moment and also align with that intent-based search to get them to take that next step of signing up for a demo, for instance. Mm -hmm. And Carly, do you think the blog matters or can can we use blog as a converting medium or conversion medium or only the landing pages and emails converts the most? No, I'd say blog is a really great source. The reason why is that it is long form written content that if you are answering an exact pain point for your potential customer, if you are talking as an SME, a subject matter expert in your blog and providing information, a case study about how you've helped other customers with that same problem, it creates such a great level of trust that often isn't there on a landing page which feels a lot more curated and a lot more designed uh, in that sort of um, long form sales content. So we absolutely stand by blogs as a great way to establish authority, brand voice and trust and a great conversion point because that's where people look because they want to make sure that you are an authority in your space. Mm -hmm. And does the story matter here? Like what you're actually writing in the piece? 100%. And it has to come from a person who is a subject matter in the industry uh, or subject matter expert in the industry. Uh, and that's really key because a lot of content that's put out there is done in, in a sort of very generic way. And what we really try to do is do a lot of research on the industry, talk with subject matter experts, become subject matter experts ourselves in a way. 
uh, quote those who we've interviewed and worked with so that we make sure to bring that level of expertise into blog posts. A VP of marketing who needs a, a new marketing automation platform and is, you know, comparing, say, HubSpot and Pardot, uh, they are not going to want to read an article that says, what is marketing automation and why is it important for mm -hmm. your business? <laughs> They're going to want to actually know um, the the bottlenecks that HubSpot and Pardot both have and the maybe the operational drag that it might create on their team, the cost of ownership, the true cost of ownership, for instance, that might be on a VP of marketing's mind. And so blog posts like that are what we strive to create to really knock down objections, answer those unasked questions, and make sure that all of the pain points are covered in one blog post or series of blog posts much more mm. effective than a single landing page. What do you think, like what content marketing strategies have you seen work working like in different areas, maybe B2B, like for for example, say, say SaaS B2B? Yeah, yeah. Uh, when you talk about SaaS, there's a lot of different subsections of, of SaaS. Um, the way SaaS seems to be evolving now is a lot of companies are um, adding a PLG motion into mm. their go-to-market. So a product-led growth motion that is very much eliminating a sales team's role and making sure that the user themselves can go onto the website, get all the information they need, and even sign up for uh, a demo. Um, and even sign up for a demo that doesn't involve a salesperson, sign up for a free trial, for instance. And we've seen lately a lot of conversions um, and a lot of really effective conversions delivering high quality leads to companies. When companies are adding that uh, interactive product demo, like I mentioned, to their website, um, they would gate that because it's a pretty high value piece of content. But creating an interactive product demo is something that is typically needed to involve IT. It's kind of complicated to create a sort of skinned version of your product that can be put out there. So what some marketing teams are doing and what we recommend is really utilizing software to do this. So something like Novatic, Reprise. Uh, these are great options to create that interactive product demo easily as a marketer and use it as a marketing tool on your website to capture high value intent people when in when adding in a product-led growth strategy into growth. And we see um, absolutely astounding conversions um, on that. And we see uh, conversions that are uh, at least above 60% on pages like that. Um, Wow. So it's something that we really do stand by. People really want to self-serve in this day and age. Yeah, I, I agree. Like I do that also, like always, because I don't want to go through the motion of just knowing the prices. Like I, I have to go through the salesperson and he's going to give me a demo. I want to test the product on my own. So I also like this way. So product-led growth or PLG, as you mentioned, is going to basically create more demand for these kind of like conversion strategies, correct? A hundred percent. And what has been like most profitable marketing content that you have created so far, or not specifically for marketing purposes, but conversion purposes, like anything, any any pointer that you can give, like any example, any success story? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, um so one of one of our customers, they were entering a new product uh, segment. Um, they had a very customizable product, uh, and they really had no idea of um, what the market was going to be uh, for this company. They hadn't defined their ICP. It was really kind of testing, and they had at least seen that they had um, they had some interest from inbound DMs on social media, um, and they were. 
they were at um, less than 4K in sales a month. Uh, and mm. so we actually started working with them to build up their social media because they were getting DMs on social. It was clear that there was uh, some interest out there. Um, so what we did is we really defined the go-to-market strategy for this company. And then we managed uh, Facebook and uh, Instagram for them. Those were those two main channels for that particular company. And within nine weeks, using a strategy of organic social media, uh, boosted ads, and then ads, uh, we were able to drive over $36,000 um, wow. in, in gross sales for this company in a completely new uh, product category um, that they had defined. And in fact, we drove so much demand that mm. they actually had to look into other delivery partners um, because mm. they really just it just they could not keep up for, with demand and so they were able to create new partnerships um to deliver their product uh because of the just the increased in demand only from social media any strategy that you can share like what what was the content about it was about the company about the product any story like what was that was triggering the people to go through that motion what do you think? Yeah, it was. So we were featuring the product. We we're also using user, some user generated content. It was mostly like 90% um, product and then 10% user generated content that we were featuring um, and leveraging influencers and their audiences as well. Um, so really the, the key strategy for us was creating um, and for this company was creating a very consistent brand because it was such a visual brand. And really, uh, they were actually, their target market was uh, tattoo shops, beauty industry, beauty franchises, barber, uh, mm. anything in health and beauty. So very, very uh, visual um, group that really uh, enjoyed very beautiful, beautifully laid out visuals. So we employed a lot of um, we, the brand colors, uh, layouts, design, and then we did comment management to make mm. sure that all of those comments on social were not responding like, great comment or thanks. Mm. You know, we're actually employing a sales strategy in the comments and, you know, being like, well, if you check out our page now, you can actually uh, get an upgrade to your order and get a palette of this or you know, whatever, whatever it might mm -hmm. be. Um, so we were just going beyond kind of what typical social media might do and really make sure that we were adding in the company message at every touch point and creating that very specific customer journey from, you know, nothing about us. So let's put out content that kind of introduces you to the brand. Mm -hmm. And then let's take you through the stages and have posts that knock down objections that feature commonly asked questions or mm. uh, concerns. When will my order ship, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so making sure that we took everybody through that journey. And so by the end of it, it was, it was like order now use this coupon and then just bam, the orders just flowed in. It was like 174 orders that we drove in about mm, I think 12 days maybe. Mm, yeah. um, and so it was just this very, very huge influx um, very suddenly because we were taking people down that journey and then mm -hmm. finally hitting them with that conversion at the end. Great. Um, I, I learned a lesson from here, basically considering every comment as an additional opportunity to make a sale or maybe to tell them more about the product instead of them asking us, like, can you tell me more? Or like maybe the comment is going to be general, like, I liked it or something like that. And you took it in another level and 
basically saw it as a conversion strategy. I loved it. Conversion Absolutely. numbers, yeah. yeah, conversion numbers will make sense or will come when the destination has a traffic, like in terms of website I'm talking about. Like in social, you can drive via organically or in some of the platforms right now. And in some cases, you can put money behind it and it's gonna you're going to reach more people. But when it comes to directly talking about converting people on the website. In order to see that conversion, you need to get the traffic, right? Like what is, and I know for a fact, like you have told me um, that you have seen the success as well, like because you've been in, in this industry for a long time. What's the best way to get traffic to the website? Yeah, yeah, that that's a good question. So first and foremost, before we even get the traffic, we make sure the website is set up to be tracking everything. I mean, that's a mm. given in this day and age, right? You have Google Analytics 4, you have Mixpanel, Dream Data, you know, whatever your tracking mechanism is, make sure it's set up right, make sure your goals are defined so that you can actually track through your uh, funnel stages of, of the, the buyer's journey. So that is step zero. And then to drive traffic, I mean, it, it's, it's kind of obvious, you have to be where your audience is. And we always advise starting with an organic strategy simply because it ads are a great way to lose money. We mm. want to make sure that you're converting your traffic first before you start putting money behind it. Mm. We say that that ads are a way to get a lot of learnings very quickly. And so if we are not seeing enough um, statistically significant amounts of traffic being driven by by socials or where your audience is hanging out, maybe Slack channel, uh, Reddit, for instance, if we're not seeing enough traffic there, we're going to have to do a little bit of ad spend on a different platform to see if we can just drive enough people to get some learnings. Thinking about ads as a learning mechanism, very, very short. We're talking maybe a week of spend just to see what are people doing when they're hitting your website so that we can get some learnings and patterns from it. Get the feedback, like kind of instant feedback, make the changes, maybe go for the second round, maybe or like you can go organically after that because now you know the problems, you, you know, like where people are wondering, like they're going from the step one to step 10, missing them everything in between, like what's happening, right? Exactly. And that's where a content audit really helps when you have traffic coming to your website. Even if it's just a little bit, you can still see the path that they're taking through the website and you can determine, um, does this make sense? You can look at the search terms that brought them into your, your site. You can look at the long tail queries that are coming in and figure out, are they hitting the right pages that answers that question? Are they getting to the right spot? And if it doesn't look like they're getting their question answered, they're bouncing out too fast, then maybe you add a section of uh, your website that is more like read the blog or read our interview with with this customer, um, hmm. similar industry, et cetera. And A-B testing is always key. And so that's why I'm a fan of A-B uh, landing pages, because you can test um, rather than straight web pages or A-B testing uh, pieces of content on your on your uh, website pages. Like what makes an okay conversion content to a, like a, to a good one, to a great one? Like okay to good, to great. Like what is that spice that we need in order mm -hmm. to make that happen? Like what is the basic thing, if not advanced? Like what is the basic thing that we should have? Yeah, the basic thing is that it um, your customer or your potential customer says, yes, that's the answer to my question. <laughs> really, it's all about them. Um, and I can think of things in the bubble all day long. 
but really it what it comes down to is the the person who's who's reading your content who's consuming it um if they're not converting off of what they see they clearly are not seeing anything that's resonating with them that makes them go yes that's what i wanted um so really getting to that that yes that feeling of they know me that is what's key uh, to taking good content to great and how do you get there uh you need to talk to your audience mm. <laughs> and it's something that um we advise everyone to do and to do very frequently is to talk to your uh, your existing client base and to talk to your potential client base <laughs> and really get their feedback on what do they think about this? What do they think about that? And just be constantly in this feedback loop where mm. you're getting input from people and the way there's ways to do this. One is boots on the ground. You actually hit up a, a group of your customers or uh, prospects, work with market research companies. You can work with a, a use of service like Winter, uh, W-Y-N-T-E-R. They're um, something like maybe $900 for a single test of your messaging. And there's uh, different prospect groups that you can try it on. So there's, there's ways to get customer feedback, but I recommend doing it not once, but very often to make mm -hmm. sure that you're getting people to feel like you're in their shoes, basically. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Interesting thing. So basically, it comes down to the ICP. Like if you know the ideal customer persona, like then it's, everything starts making sense. You're going to have the right messages. People are going to fall um, in love with your product or what are you actually saying? Because now they can relate it with you, right? Yes, absolutely. And And what we see a lot out there is that Companies often create their messaging, uh, create their content, their website, their landing pages, all of this with an idea that they're speaking to people like them. They're trying to sell to themselves and appeal to people like them, whereas their actual customer base may not be exactly like them. They may actually respond to different messages and phrasing and words and layouts and imagery but the company is very stuck in the idea of, I like this, this sounds good to me, so let's do it this way. But really, mm -hmm. it's, what's key is, does this sound good to your customer? And so this, this is where we can help really dialing in that message, making sure that it's reflecting what your customer wants and making sure that it is giving them what they need at each stage of that journey and getting them to that next step. As, like, as you've shared few other tools. Um, some of the tools I've never heard of. Uh, I think you mentioned Reprise. You mentioned a couple of other other ones there. Mixpanel, I know that Mixpanel can be used for in-app kind of data analytics, like see where people are going for websites. There are Hotjar, many other tools, like any favorite ones that you would like to mention here. You have, you have touched a few interesting ones, so I thought, why not ask you more? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I'm I'm kind of a, a tech junkie. I've set up lots of tech stocks for companies over my career. Um, and really, uh, I'll talk about some for content, mm. sort of uh, some of our secret sauce when it comes to creating a lot of content from a single piece of source content and really generating images that kind of match the branding, setting it up to go on socials, um, to do automated image generation, and then also AI copywriting. Um, so our one of our favorite tech stacks is going to be Banner Bear, which mm -hmm. creates automated images from a single trigger. Really? And then, 
Yeah. Yeah. So you can set it up with Zapier. And so you can set it up to say, let's see, every time you send out a tweet or maybe on Mastodon social or whatever your your mm -hmm. preferred platform is nowadays, um, you can set it to generate an image based on the content of that tweet uh, or toot, I think is on Mastodon. Mm -hmm. um, and it can, and you basically program it and you can, it's just automated. You don't have to do any design in Canva, nothing. Uh, so that's a really awesome time-saving tool. Uh, Okoya is another one which has um, in in app um, design tools. So it's like Canva and mm. Buffer put together. I mean, the less yeah. tools you need, the better. Yeah. Um, and so that's for scheduling and image creation. And then Writer, R-Y-T-R, that mm. is AI copywriting. And it's a heck of a lot cheaper than Jasper and has mm. a lot of the same features. Okay, okay. Yeah, I, I was using like some other copywriting AI tools and I, and it has totally changed the game. Um, I've tested Writer, I've tested many other like WriteSonic, mm -hmm. Copy.ai, Jasper, like um, basically like after getting these tools uh, for the past years, like I think past couple of years or three, four years, uh, things have been totally changed. And now you have told me about like one more uh, something beer i'm gonna listen to this episode again so i, I will get to know that at, at the time so uh yeah i will i will give it a try with that one as well any final thoughts that you would like to share with the person who is listening to this episode right now yeah absolutely uh, so for people listening who are struggling with content uh creation generation on an ongoing basis we have a free gift for you and it's uh, become a content machine, the conversion content system. We have a PDF download and you can get it on revspark.com um, forward slash starting to know. There's hyphens in between. So it's starting hyphen to hyphen no. Uh, so that will be there for you uh, after this episode. And you can head there and download it and it will increase the or decrease the time it takes you to create content uh, we've seen about an eightfold decrease when you use our system for doing this as well as the tech that i mentioned and if you're looking for help with your content you can always reach out to me i'm carly at revspark.com that's r-e-v-v-s-p-a-r-k.com and you can always check out our website Thank you so much, Carly. And I'm going to give it a try myself as well. Um, the content that you piece that you mentioned on your website, I'm going to give it a try. And yeah, yeah. Do. definitely do. <laughs> yeah, I will highly encourage like everyone else also to go there and check it out. Thank you so much, Carly, for coming to the show today. This really means a lot. Thank you, Ishu. I appreciate the time today. Thank you so much, everyone, for making this podcast a huge success. This wouldn't have been possible without your support. Now. Don't stop here and go and listen to the previous episode if you have missed why Facebook ad campaigns don't work. It's going to blow your mind.